0: Peace, this is your host Krill of Out The Box The following interview is part of our throwback series of Out The Box Talks These are interviews that were done prior to the official season 1 and 2 of Out The Box Talks Enjoy Welcome to a very special edition of Out The Box Radio I'm your host Krill We've been on a bit of a hiatus lately, so I'm really excited to be relaunching with our special guest that we have today, actually in person. Um, His new album is in stores now, entitled You're Dead, and his catalogue of music is amazing in its own right so uh i'ma let this brother go ahead and uh do the honors you know introduce yourself and uh tell the people exactly when you realized that music was something you wanted to do as a career
1: hey uh this is flylo um yeah i've uh i've been producing for for quite some time you know since i was 15 years old but uh I didn't really take it seriously until you know, maybe I was in my, my early twenties. Um, and only only because I just was spending so much of my time doing music and putting so much energy into it and you know, as as people say putting their blood, sweat and tears, you know. Um, so, you know, after a while it just it, it just became kind of uh, the necessary way to go in my life. I just I had to. I committed to to it. You know, for for several reasons. You know, I, I was I was uh, working at a record label. I was working at Stones Throw at the time, um, and uh, you know, I was just seeing a lot of possibility. You know, I saw a lot of room for me. I saw a lot of things that could be done if someone took the initiative. and who, you know someone grabbed it all you know really tried to go for it really just going for it you know and, b- and believing it and following through and showing up uh, and yeah I just I made I made the decision uh, around a Christmas break for work you know there was, people were taking like a week off work at the label and I didn't go back you know I, at that time I just decided that uh, I was going to pursue it I was just going to go for it and I wasn't gonna go back you know I wasn't gonna it was either that or you know that's it that's the last job I'll ever work you know
0: I watched an interview um, with you years ago where um you were speaking about your great-aunt Alice Coltrane and um, at the time you were actually into filmmaking and but at that moment she knew that you are a musician at heart what do you think enabled her to see that in you well
1: you know my aunt Alice was a really special special human you know and the things that I always remember are very remarkable about her because they're not anything that I mean the things that I hold on to are very uh, very deep you know she she knew a lot of things about me before I did you know, and uh, I think that she she's just very in tune with 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 her spirit. You know, my mom was the same way. You know, my mom, you know, she. I remember one day I was I was working on something with my movie a short film thing that I was working on. She was like, you know, I know you're into the films a lot and stuff, but I, just, I know you're gonna go back to making music. I know it. I know it. And uh, you know, it's the same. It's the same thing. You know, I I think that. um there was one one time though one time I always, I'll always, always remember this and I'll never I'll never um, forget there was a, a time where I I went to my aunt Alice's house and she had the most she, beautiful grand piano in her in her kind of studio area with all her instruments and uh she you know, it was just like right in the middle of the room, and you know, I asked her, I was like, "Auntie, can I can I play your piano?" And she looked at me and she was like, "Are you gonna play it?" I, like, uh, I didn't touch it. <laughs> you know, I just left it. I just let it be. I was like, all right, you know. But that was the kind of person she was. You know, it was like there wasn't no games when it came to that. I guess.
0: Um, your music is an acquired taste. Um, obviously. You know not everybody's gonna get it right but um i'm very big on you know broadening the ear of music especially when it comes to our young people um what do you think it would take for someone to connect to your music in the way they would say a drake or a kanye like people from the urban ghetto like to be able to connect in the same way that they would be fascinated by like a drake or a kanye
1: um i don't know how i really relate to them or anyone you know i i i can't say you know I, to to be totally honest i'm surprised that people have, you know all of it has come this far you know it's it's not it's not easy to digest but you know there was i always end up I always end up reminding myself of the conscious decisions that I've made, you know, where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to have to be that guy who does this thing, you know, I'm not going to be the guy who does all the crowd-pleasing stuff, you know, uh, puts out, you know, these kind of, you know, club albums and stuff, just with the intention of making people dance or whatever, or I really wanted... My when people experience my music I want them to feel something. You know, I wanna I want them to be able to get inspired maybe. You know, maybe they make something. Maybe they'll maybe they'll do something really uh, you know it'll, it'll spark something else, you know, they'll 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 hear my thing and maybe they're writing their film too this in the background you know that things like that make me happy hearing things like that make me happy those are the biggest compliments i get that my work has inspired other work you know um whether it be music or film or whatever paintings um so you know i'd rather be that guy and i don't know what it takes to get to the place you know that you speak of but you know i i feel like I I am hoping to represent the sound of the seeking individual. You know, I, I hope that I I make things that for people who have questions, for people who are seeking to find deeper meanings within themselves, they try to understand uh, the world uh, a little bit better through art. And uh, I feel like that's what I'm trying to do when I'm when I work. You know, I'm really trying to make sense of where we're at in this planet you know and and in this time you know so I hope that maybe that comes across and you know maybe that's who it's for
0: You have a number of really well put together projects that you've, you know, you've worked on. Um, they all share greatness and quality, and they all have their own unique approach. Um, no matter what project you put out, what is the underlying message or emotion you hope to convey uh, to the listener?
1: Um, m- my main concern is cohesion. You know, I really want to make things that, that feel like it's a world and a universe. You know, like when you hear a body of work, regardless of what album it is, whether it's a Captain Murphy record or a Thundercat album or a Lotus record, I want the listener to feel like it's part of the same idea. All the things are of the same mindset, you know, like the same intention and the same thrust that sparked the original idea. You know, I want people to feel that. Um, That that's an important characteristic for me, you know, I like to lay out a foundation for a record, Uh, you know, I like to say, okay, well, if this is going to be the album, these might be the sounds of it and only these sounds. And this is the palette we have to work with. We're going to use all the same effects, all the same things, just because it keeps it consistent, it feels like it's part of the same world. You know, those that's like a more technical way of thinking about it, but you know, I, I really, uh, it's really important to, for me at least, because I don't really think of my work in terms of, you know, uh, making a single or something like that, or making one banger, whatever on the thing, which is, which is its own art form. You know, but I think my strengths are in like the long form, even though I make short albums, you know, whatever. I, I feel like I would much rather make a 30 minute track or, you know, something that felt like a long track as opposed to, you know, you know a bunch of three part songs with fade outs. Oh, I just would like it to feel unified, you know, that's all.
0: Now, obviously, you have the new album out, uh, You're Dead. Um, The title in itself, um, I want to talk about. um, Despite the name and the misconceptions, you know, people are going to get, you know, when they first hear it. um, Specifically, what do you want that album, uh, the message in that album to be when people listen to it?
1: It's funny because I knew that when I would call this thing You're Dead, it was going to spark a lot of you know different uh, people's perceptions of what I'm trying to say, you know, and I already knew that out the gate that I'd probably be misunderstood out the gate, you know, right from the jump I'd be misunderstood so let's play with that let's roll with it Like, let's go even further into the concept like what if it really is, like it starts at the moment of death you know, conceptually so, I mean, what I what I hope the people will get out of it though like the story of it is it's it's not supposed to be scary, it's not supposed to be dark or, or um, morbid it's supposed to feel like it's celebratory in a way you know, I want it to feel like somewhat anthemic in this kind of jazz world that it feels like by the time you get to the end of it you feel like it's celebrating life and death as opposed to it being about mourning and being about you know just I guess the the, the things that people the things that shy, you know make people shy away from talking about death I hope it reflects in the other way you know I hope it it uh. You know, allows for for more conversation. Um,
0: I read that the albums. I read that the album journeys through a transition from confusion to clarity. Explain what those two states represent: the confusion to
1: clarity. Yeah. To me, I I imagine that if in in some kind of transition period between leaving our body our physical body behind in the next place i imagine that it will be um, there'll be maybe some part of us that are still trying to connect to our ego and connect to who we are and on earth and who what i like, know i'm not i'm not dying i'm i'm steven i'm flying lotus i'm a producer i'm making records, people kind of like, you know, um, how can I die? I'm not dying, no. You know, and I I feel like, I feel like the confusion might come from that place. I, I, I feel like, I mean, I always, it's stupid, but I always think about what it must have been like for Michael Jackson to leave, you know, because it's like, he's been immortalized already. He's not, he wasn't a man when he died, he was like a god already. So it was like, I wonder if there was some part of them that was like, But nah man, I'm Michael Jackson <laughs> You know <laughs> like I'll never I'm never gonna die, ever, you know. Um, so I wonder what what it must be like but I imagine that um if there is some parts of us that if there is some parts of us our consciousness that remains and some part of us that does continue on that it won't be just like you know, it would probably be some kind of weird confusing transition where we try we're like in another place where we don't understand the rules and we're trying to make sense of what it all means i don't know this is me personally but
0: at what point in the album does it go from that i guess as we're saying confusion to clarity but this voyage into the realm of the spirit after death like what at what point like, like what track or where does that that um evolution start to begin?
1: That starts uh, that starts around Never Catch Me. Right around when you hear a voice, the words come into play. I feel like that's that's when I built this thing. I wanted it to, to feel like you know you just been shot in the head. You know, like I just want a shot out of a cannon. You know, and then you land in this place eventually and then it's like it's so hard to explain because I see it in my mind you know but I I, I did try to I, I think of it all visually first you know the journey is of the record is so important to me you know
0: I'm missing me, and it's quite amazing. death is no my mystery, and I want to taste it. Step inside of my mind, and you my curiosity, animosity, high philosophy, I can meditation. Reminisce of my wonder years, and I wonder, yeah. Sentiments of my words ain't been so sincere. It's intimate to my nerve that I just persevered, the big thought of falling off, disappear to my faith, they say that heaven's real. Analyze my demise, I say I'm super anxious. Recognize I deprived this fit and then embrace it. Vandalizing these wars only if they can talk. Conversations don't contemplate to my dark thoughts. Down my soul now, tell me I'm in control now. Tell me I can live long and I can live wrong and I can live right and I can sing song and I can unite with you that I love, you that I like. Look at my life and tell me I fight. This is that final destination. This is that foster information. This is that foster inspiration. This that crack the installation. This is that content dropping, that fist pumping, that bomb detonation. Please don't bomb my nation. Environment blew awakening. I got my control and I'm here. You go hate me when I'm gone. Ain't no blood pumping, no fear. I got hope inside of my bones. This that life beyond your own life. This ain't physical for man. This the out-of-body experience. No coincidence. You've been Picture this. <laughs> In the in the Fader interview, um i uh which which I, I read as well. Um, you had spoken about a near-death experience that took place uh, at a New York hotel um, Could you explain um, what, what that night was like and what um, how your outlook on life has um, grown since then?
1: I really don't want to get into all the details about all that, but I'll tell you, you know um, It was it was strange for me mostly because i thought of things that were so simple and so silly you know i was like okay i gotta i wish i could just call everybody and say i'm sorry (laughs) you know i wish i could put on some fucking clothes and die with dignity you know i wish i could you know just close up some of the very uh, simple things the just like you think let me just tie these things up and then I'll die it's fine you know but it's uh it's really uh, it was a really really strange strange thing to, to do because uh, I was already done with the album by then you know and I was you know a lot of a lot of people talk about you know you kind of a uh, fulfill some prophecy you know uh while you when you put this kind of energy out into the world maybe that's like you know i'm just like fulfilling my prophecy before the fucking album even came out you know what i mean it was like, was like oh god i'm gonna be that guy right now you know it was like stupid things like that going off in my mind you know but i was i was just so glad that that it all just kind of you know, repaired itself, everything just kind of came back, and, uh, I don't know if it's changed my outlook on anything, I just know that I will take better care of myself, and I'll also just, um, just try to, uh, I guess, uh, make sure that there's no loose ends with my relationships with people. I want all the people that I love to know how I feel about them, regardless of if it's good or bad. I'd rather like not leave things to mystery anymore with people that I'm close to, because you know I think when all the all the people who passed in my life, it it hurts most when you know you can't say goodbye. You know you have those loose ends to tie up. So I always, whatever it is, I'd rather like. Just leave things on some kind of note you know know? let people know that you you care about them
0: outside of your work with uh steven thundercat um bruna um i don't really get a chance to hear you do too many um collaborations um what what would be that ideal situation that you would expect or would want from an artist to make a collaboration comfortable and easy to happen for you.
1: I just want motherfuckers to come over. <laughs> come to the crib. You know? Like it's real simple to me. You know, just just come over. I don't like doing all the email stuff because I feel like I'm real in, in the studio now. I'm I'm able to be really honest with people you know like if i'm not feeling what someone's working on i'll just be like well it." you know what's important to me when collaborating is pockets pockets are so important to me it's like the cadence of the pocket when you work with a rapper and they write some shit I, I imagine the beat is like this and he imagines the beat is like and like the cadence of it it's so important I the words are secondary it's like I want to be able to stay in the same we're on the same groove with the shit and then you know work it out with them you know and, and but I guess my ideal my ideal collaboration is just shared space and good timing I guess having time to, to work and having time to to really try to understand the other person and their their uh, intention and try to find the best material for them you know or, or make something as well um, I'm, I'm not the kind of person who shies away from collaborating though I, obviously you know my record but uh, I I, uh, it just so happens I, I feel like there's some kind of uh, industry curse or something like that no I don't know <laughs> this is like people Oh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, there's been so many times I've been approached by people who have that idea of, like, let's do an album together, and nothing never happens, you know, but uh, I'm I'm always, I'm around, man, you know, like, I'm, I feel like, you know, when I'm not, despite how we get on, I feel like I'm easy to find, you know, uh, when it comes to doing the work.
0: What about the album with uh, Erica? Yeah. Last I heard she was doing an interview with Red Bull, and she tried to cue up a track she had recorded with you, and it didn't play. So what's up with that? Like, I, I haven't heard anything about that project
1: since then. You know what? We, we, we were working on this said album. The only thing that happened out of it ended up on the last album that I made, Until the Quiet Comes. You know, like that was a track that we did for her project that we were gonna work on, but none had happened for like two years. We were sitting on that track for two years, nothing happened after that. I was like, man, I'm putting this out. <laughs> this is like, I'm putting this out. I'm finish this up and I'm putting out my shit, <laughs> basically. You know, but uh, I would, I would love to, to, do that still. You know, I'm, I'm still open to it. You know, she just, she just gotta come through and you know make it happen. So.
0: So, Lotus, this is my final question to close out the interview. You had said in an interview that if it were up to you, you would rather be at home producing and creating music than having to tour and do shows around the world. But if you had it that way, what do you think would be missing from your production at home?
1: Um. Yeah. I it's a that's a stupid thing for me to say in a way because I do appreciate being able to do what I do I do appreciate playing my music to people I do love doing the shows I feel like I'm more useful to the world at home <laughs> though you know but maybe maybe I'm wrong maybe the maybe the experience that happens tonight or these other nights are 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 fulfilling to people they are satisfying to people and then maybe inspiring to people so I don't know, I I don't feel like I would prefer it the other way around, especially like right now, like having this record out, I love to support it and be out there and like do this tour, it's fun, you know, it's like, it has purpose, it's like, fun to talk to you now and do this interview because I have a purpose to do it, you know, if it's like two years down the road I don't have another album out, it might not be the same conversation, but now it's like I have something to say, so it feels great to do. And. Uh, you know as far as the shows go it's yeah I, I think i think we all want what we don't have right so what i want is to be able to be in the studio more and make more stuff and all that shit but truth be told i would get bored eventually and i probably want to go out and see the world you know so i get i get the balance but just not when i prefer it you know is all so i don't know
0: well, Fine Lotus, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us here. Right, we finally got this interview. I'm so happy. Um, all the best to you, brother, in your journey. Um, with this new album and 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 um everything that you have else in store. Before we get up out of here, you know I gotta get you to give us a drop for Out the Box Radio. Really appreciate you, bro.
1: Hey, this is Flyload, you're listening to Out the Box Radio, listening, watching, we're everywhere, all over it, peace.
0: Alright, there you have it, Flying Lotus, Out the Box Radio, we got it done, (laughs) be sure to check us out online at www.outtheboxmedia.com, that's O-U-T-D-A-B-O-X-media.com, we're also on Twitter at Out the Box Media and on Facebook at Out The Box TV. We got a lot more dope episodes coming for Out the Box Radio. So please keep it locked. Um, and as well as for Out The Box TV. Keep it locked and stay tuned to all the goodness we got coming. We're gonna go out with the last track of the evening. This is one of my favorite cuts off Flying Lotus's new album, You're Dead, is entitled Coronus the Terminator. So let's go out with this one. Until next time, keep inspired and keep it locked. Alright, here we go. Coroner's the Terminator, Out the Box Radio, Flying Lotus. Peace.